Today's Braze Bits is sponsored by Benjamin Franklin Next of Kin. History person Ben Franklin famously said, early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Well, now, thanks to Ben Franklin Next of Kin, you can list Ben Franklin as your emergency contact on those pesky forums that make you realize that there is nobody really that close to you. The world is lonely and desolate, but Ben Franklin's Next of Kin is worth every $100 bill. Order today and receive a complimentary bagel fresh out of the oven. Must consume within five minutes. We got some breeze bits. We got some breeze bits. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for breeze bits. Mmm, bits. Hey, Lance, how the hell are you? I'm good. I feel like you wanted to preempt the how the hell are you before I did it. Because it's I, your thing. It's both of our thing, Lance. I've been itching. I've been itching and scratching to see how the hell you are. No, you haven't. 93. I've been clawing away. Second you opened up this Zoom pod kitchen, I was clawing to get in. You could could contact me off pod if you really wanted to know. I would contact you, but you're also running out of contact lenses. So I don't want to drain your system too much. Yeah, I've actually, I'm wearing glasses now. I haven't worn my contact lenses lenses since Friday. I'm only wearing them when I do stand-up for now until I get new ones, which is not going to be for a while. So we're really burning the midnight oil. Ben Franklin burned oil. (laughs) Ben Franklin did. I I would love that Ben Franklin has my next to the Ken. Ken Cuddy. When you're like sweating, when I used to wear contacts and glasses, I hated wearing glasses when I was hot and sweaty. Are you like doing yoga and working out with these glasses on? I've been going on runs actually with the glasses. Oh gosh, that sounds terrible. I'd rather run blind, third eye blind. Why? The blind side. I'm I'm Greg Orr. I think that's his Michael. Name. Mike Orr. Close Michael Orr. Came out clean. You'll get it now or later. <laughs> now the CD. I feel like I when I run with glasses on, it just feels like it's heavy on my face, and they get all fogged up. Well, I think it makes your face stronger because you're running with weights. Why do you need a strong face? I like having a weak, soft, melty face. I like having a strong, hardened, grizzled face. Memphis Grizzlies. Jesse. Lance. How the hell are you? Lance, I'm good. I'm really good. I'm actually good. I'm I'm Gouda cheese, so some might say. Coming off a nice weekend, getting back into the giggle grind. Excited to to braise with you, Lance. There's a comic. Uh, I think he's newer. I see him at the the Grizzly Fair. His name is Michael Good. And you know how some people have Good spelled G-O-O-D-E? That's like a last name that people yeah. have. I think this this guy's name is just G-O-O-D. That's ridiculous. Uh, you think it's a stage name or is it he was born with the last name Good? I, I don't know. I'm, I've been, I, I have spent a lot of time thinking about it. You spent a good amount of time thinking about it. <laughs> I, I, someone's got to ask him. There's no way. I mean, there was Megan Good. A hot actress, but I'm pretty sure she has an E at the end. E. You never see without an E. It's a great he, he was delivering the goods. Or I guess I guess his uh, OBGYN, or is that, no, baby delivery? I don't know. The baby delivery person. The mailman? The no, the, the stork is delivering the goods. Like when the <laughs> goods are born as babies. Right. You, you got me. Uh, so what, are, what are those little... Uh, Toys with the babies, the uh, like the Furby toys, the that had like rice in them. Peppa Pig, not Peppa Pig. They were like collectibles. Beanie babies. Beanie babies. That's what I. You say they had rice in them. Yeah, didn't they have little rice in it? 
little beans. Well, it'll be kind of like a side dish, rice and beans. What are, what right. are they? What did it be? Should we start over? Should we restart? This is this is a great start. Dude, you're gonna a, tell it, me that Beanie I, Babies I didn't actually, have rice in them? It's actually a good start. <laughs> What's a good start? They, great start they're like they're like pellets, but rice. I mean, I'm I'm thinking consumable jasmine rice. They had beans. I think they were called Beanie Babies because they had beanies in them, which are yeah, similar like, to like, rice, like plastic pellets. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. I don't like it. Got any meal prep plans? Not a, one thing I did want to shout out was Zachary Snackery had some nice, I think, added some nice color to our, our mall conversation. This is true on the, on, on the Discord. Subscribe to the Discord. Join the Discord. We have a link in our Instagram, and you could also email us. And we panic talked. at the Discord. There, that was it. You said that off pod once, and I was like, what are you doing? I got to work it in. It finally came out organically. Good. I <laughs> I thought he added this was great. I'm going to cuz cuz I talk, I think we talked about it last episode. Last episode was episode 92 by the way, a uh, a correction. Tony Reality correction. I claimed it was 93 in the beginning of the last episode, but it was really 92. This is 93. This is us. I was just really looking forward to this episode. This is this is definitely a lot, a lot better than the last episode. The last episode was pretty good. I don't. It was, it was good. This one's going to be really good. Michael, good. <laughs> so we talked. There was a element of we talked about like pre nine eleven. Also, this weekend when people listen is going to be the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. But we had been talking about how a lot of mall stuff felt kind of pre nine eleven and things kind of changed. And Snackery had a really, I thought, astute observation. He said, I'm the subject of pre-9-11 culture. The real turning point around malls specifically was the 2008 crash. Between 9-11 and 2008, credit was cheap and widely available. Felt like everyone was buying big mansions and SUV. Civilians' way to contribute to the war effort. Showiest excesses of consumer capitalism. When the housing bubble burst, people couldn't spend the endless amounts of time and money at the mall. Or it started to realize it might not be the wisest way to live. And that's when the store mall closures started to pop up in the news. Hardly agree. I also think coinciding kind of the rise of like an Amazon situation where you don't need to go to the mall as much. Those kind of confluence of factors. You like that word? I said it's a strong word. Confluence. Good word. I'm a confluencer because I'm a con of artist of an influencer. But con air. I remember reading, I think Gone Girl or another book by Jillian Flynn, who's who she wrote Gone Girl. There's two books that she wrote that I read, and one of them, like some of it, act, like took place in like an abandoned mall in I think Missouri, and that's what I think of like post crash abandoned mall. Brandon Dennett's kid who went to my Hebrew school is a great call. Also on the uh, the Discord pod, Nemesis said that. Um, sharper image is a facade of technological advances that <laughs> everything in there is a sham. Again, I think it's just you know Seidel showing his cards. He's just attacking anything I say on the on the pod. I, I I almost respect it at this point. How could sharper image? It's staying sharp. It's staying around because of these amazing massage chairs and these digital clocks that are up to date. It's it's a fantastic experience. I got a question for you. Fire away. Is there anything in your apartment? That is from Sharper Image. 
technically no, but there a lot of the things were Case inspired closed. from. But I also I don't I don't think I've ever purchased. Keep talking. You lost. I'm gonna keep talking. <laughs> I last week we did top nine things about malls. Great episode. This is gonna be a better episode. But I, my issue, my ranking was about sharper image was the experience of going in and just taking it in, sitting in a chair, talking to the nerdy guy who, who was trying to sell you on a back massager. I'm, I never bought anything, but the whole experience. All right. I see it. Now you're changing the, the goalposts of the argument. Smart. Cha- I changed it. It's a smarter image. It's a sharper image. Also, um, Schnackery made a good call. We didn't talk about any of the, the mall rats, the people who kind of hang and bang at the mall, the mall, uh, Ben Affleck. Bingo. J-Lo. You ever see that movie? Mallrats? No. It's a good one. Is it? Ben Affleck's in it. I like Ben Affleck. That's why I said Ben Affleck. Yes, and. I think we did a good job there shopping for, for mall stuff. Yeah. You also posted on the Discord a another, another just a pure example of how astute my rankings are. You posted a picture. You were at a diner. And you posted that the coleslaw your dish was overflowing and also oh, a contaminated pickle <laughs> on top of the coleslaw just shows you know i have a good eye for these kind of things i know kate said that i need i need to be you know brainwashed or kind of uh, mesmerized to get this out of my set it's just something that happens in culture that i'm not gonna i'm not okay with i don't need to get my brain tricked they can think making this be okay it's wrong i'm not gonna stand for it so to clarify jesse's comments i I went to two diners this weekend and the second one, the millennium diner in in Smithtown, New York, there was one small piece of coleslaw that was on the edge. Overflowing. Everything else was firmly in the bowl. So there's this one small piece. I circle, I highlighted it and I said, is this overflowing? It's kind of really on its own. It's almost like it's an outcast of the community of coleslaw that's in the bowl. I would highly recommend you check out the discord and, and check out this picture because no one else commented on it, actually, except for <laughs> Snackery said he loved the, the commentary. But no one else uh, has said anything. Long weekend, I get it. But Long if you have an opinion, Romaine let us know. Romaine coleslaw, let us know. And also that the pickle is on top of the coleslaw. How outrageous <laughs> is that to assume that I want my pickle covered in the remnants? So, of it's coleslaw. not covered. It's, it's resting on top. Yeah, but when you rip, when you lift that pickle up, you know it's gonna have that white glaze on the back of it. I lifted it up and I ate it. It was delicious. I will, I will say this. Say it. The coleslaw was not that good. It never is. It's fuck. It's, it's <laughs> don't mean to curse. But I'm getting. It's just lettuce drenched in mayo. However, the pickle was phenomenal. And that's what gets me even more mad because those pickles are always so good. Just don't put it on top of the mayo. I also, I, I got to give you props. You, you could have doctored that image very easily. You could have moved that piece of coleslaw. No. You could have made it be, seem like I also, slaw. I got a Reuben and I, I spared you, but I had a Reuben with a nice side of a creamy potato salad. Oh, I would have stuttered at that. Reuben stuttered. Yikes. <laughs> oh. Sounds delicious. The Reuben, not the, not the uh, potato salad. They're both good. Good. Michael good. Nice. You had any highlights? Yeah, I got some highlights. You want to hear them? I sure do, Lance. I have two family-oriented highlights. You're a family man. I'm a family, family man. Guy. Family comes first. On Sunday, I had a wedding, a wedding, a family friend wedding on Saturday night on Long Island. So 
slept at my parents Saturday night, Sunday, spent the day there. Okay. Nine in the morning, we went to Rocky point, which is kind of Eastern long Island. It's like rock. It's Rocky point. It's okay. a point where there's, and we went hiking in this nature trail, which no one was in. It felt like you were in the middle of nowhere. There was only one other car in the whole parking lot. There were signs all over the parking lot saying like New York state property. Don't go here even though there was a like a hiking trail it was like come on this hiking trail but then it was also like new york state property don't come on this property classic long island long island is all about like we do have this awesome nature but we don't want you to know about it we want you to go to the mall sure that's we want you to go to these restaurants we want you to go to get trays of ziti we don't want you to we don't want you to go into nature right but it was i would highly recommend it it was an amazing hike I was afraid of, of leaving her car there, but there was the other woman who had her car parked. She had a dog and she was like, I come here every day. No one ever does anything. Jeez. So we were fine. Had a great walk in nature that night. I made our family's chopped liver recipe. It was passed down to me. Huge. Made and it on your own at the house? I had assistance. I was, I, I was walked through it. Drode decided it was time to pass down the recipe. Big. So I got it. So you I, were Drode's sous chef, or were you the chef? No, and Drode was I, sous chef? I was kind of the Drode was just like barking orders, kind of. Got it. He was like, "This is what you do. This is what you do." Every now and then, he came. He he grinds the the liver with like a grinder. You could do it by hand, and honestly, I think if I did it myself, I would do it by hand because the grinder is one of those things that it's technology that seems like it's convenient, but it just it ends up being more work and it's messy. Flying so it's grinding your gears. Yeah, so I think I would just do it by hand. But yeah, and then we had it the next night, uh, yesterday, the first night of Rosh Hashanah, Shana Tova. Shana Tova. And we went to my brother's apartment in Jersey City and had a nice Rosh Hashanah. The chopped liver was there, some brisket, some huge. mashed potatoes. I know your favorite. Some, not, not so huge. Some roasted carrots, other stuff, like salad that was good. Got to see my niece, uh, we'll call her Reese Davis, college basketball announcer, Reese Davis. A lot of hide and seek. Oh, yeah, love that. A lot of some, some good hide and seek. Niece France. Uh, yeah, some high-fiving. It's good stuff. All the, all the, all the round high-fives? She loved holla. She loved butter. Who doesn't? She wanted to drink the wine. And then when she couldn't, she was trying to really force my brother to drink the wine. Nice. So sounds like an expert. Reese Davis sounds like an absolute expert. Yeah. Phenomenal. You're a family guy. That's me. I made a, uh, a comment. I've never tried chopped liver. I've tried to <laughs> fish. Not for me. But I, I told yeah. my parents on Yom Kippur, I plan on trying chopped liver for the first time. So I feel like it's gotten a lot of hype. I think I could see making it. The smells are pungent. I mean, it's chicken liver. Yeah, the and then hard boiled eggs and onions. That's, that's those are three ingredients in the one I had or we made. And I could see, especially making it, it's definitely a messy and pungent situation. But you, you have it cold, you have it, you let it kind of, it, it's good. It's something I'm, I'm, I'm ready to try. It, it always looks just gross, absolutely disgusting. It's mush, but there's no mayo in it. I'm not a big hard boiled egg guy, but it seems to be in the mix there that it's not 
pure hard-boiled egg. No, no, it's definitely like, I don't know, maybe 20% hard-boiled egg at most. All right. Much mostly the chicken liver. All right. And then you get a nice little like uh, cracker or something. Or maybe, some, maybe some beanie baby rice. I would love to dip some beanie baby rice. What am I, chopped liver? What is that? Where does that come from? Why does everyone's be like, what am I, chopped liver? If like you don't get attention? Well, maybe because you just like dip me in. You know, people just like eat the, like, it's just eat chopped liver with the cracker or something. So it's like you could just. Maybe it's the people excavated. don't like it. Maybe because people overall don't like chopped liver. So it gets a bad rap. Salad. Rap scallion. What am I, chopped liver over here? You're not going to ask me my highlight? What am I, chopped liver? I like how you're making this happen, but it's not happening for you. But Jesse, it's already happened. What, what am I? What <laughs> do am you I, chopped salad? Do you got any highlights? I do have a highlight, Lance. Appreciate you asking. I thought, for a second there, I thought I was chopped the uh the salad company i was also at a a family weekend i'm a family man i'm a seth mcfarland i went out to long island with my family spent the weekend with my parents and my sister just a lot of good food a lot of good family bonding went to the beach dipped my toe in the big drink great ocean was phenomenal this weekend great temperature great amount of waves did a lot of body surfing but I had a kind of a, a salmon renaissance. I had two different salmon dishes that just knocked my socks off. I had a salmon dish that came with black beluga lentils and a coconut red curry. Probably the best fish dish I've ever had. Unbelievable flavors. And then another night I had a hibachi miso glazed salmon, which was just a completely different dish, but unbelievably scrumptious. Went to a bunch of nice restaurants and back-to-back nights at the restaurants, we saw Alec Baldwin and his family. Big Baldwin family. Alec Baldwin came to the first restaurant, sat down with a group of five people, and then looked down at his phone for half an hour, didn't engage with anybody. These celebrities, I feel like, are phone people. Do you get that sense? Oh, yeah. Big phone people. They're obsessed with phone. I went to, I did this, I've talked about this. I went to Fargo, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. When I worked at the website Thought Catalog and I went with this guy, I mean, he wasn't celebrity, but he had like a lot of Twitter followers and he was on his phone. We were there for five days and he was on his phone like the entire time. When you're, amazing, you're I, I know com- some comedians, out. some comedians are like that. I know who, who have like big followings just on their phone nonstop. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It was just very, uh, very bizarre when he sits down and it's a whole conversation. I've never seen someone at a dinner at a restaurant looking at their phone. When you're Alec Baldwin, you can do it. I'll say this. I will say that he's a handsome son of a gun. Great, great head of hair on him. Just great swagger to him. I'm sure he's, he's an, he's an asshole. I think he's had a lot of run-ins with the paparazzi, but I'm a, I think he's a funny guy and he's been in a lot of, uh, funny funny tv shows and movies that was overall the highlight relaxing good family time we didn't we had a little bit of rosh hashanah celebration we had some challah and honey but we didn't have a a real sit down rosh hashanah dinner we're gonna have more of a official breakfast after yom kippur as a family where i think i'll try chopped liver that's nice yeah it was good it was 
a weekend full of eating a lot of foods, a lot of sharing. We got a lot of different side dishes that we all get to dip our forks into. It was good. That's good that you had a lot of different foods. Thank you. I think you, I think you really appreciate that when I eat well. It's yeah, like no, I, appre- I appreciate it. I, was, I certainly wasn't chopped liver this weekend. No. I was, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure anymore who I am anymore. How come? It's a good question, Lance. I feel like, you know, when the seasons change, I start to this, kind of lose grip of, of who I am. Yeah, this is a tough time for you because I remember last year around this time, I was ready to go with like top nine things about the fall. And you're like, the summer's not over until November. It's and not. It was like you were really upset. And I said, all right, I'll, I'll back off. And then what, two weeks ago, we did our top nine things about the fall for fall 2021 or 2020. Joke's ruined because I got the date wrong, but <laughs> I just don't. I mean, this whole Glaber Day, Glaber Torres Day thing, where once Glaber Day comes, summer's over. Look at it outside. Embrace it. This the day over Glaber Day. It's 85 degrees in New York. It's sunny. It's hot. It's like a great beach day if you go to the beach. Embrace it. Turn off your AC. It's it's too hot for that. I'm gonna be sweaty. Football starting. That's the fall. I am pumped for football. I feel like the first day of September, we had a nice, like, brisk. I, I like the crisp in the air. I'm not anti-fall, but I'm not ready to lose my grip on summer. I don't want that, that darkness to come in. I hate it. That's getting uh, darker earlier. Yeah, I, I'm liking that. I was going to say, are you getting pumped? By the time we finish this episode, it might be dark. But, Jesse, you don't like the fall, but one thing you do like is side dishes. That seems like a – I don't – like the fall, but I do like side dishes. What makes you ask me that? Well, I'm asking you that because this week we're doing top nine side dishes. Interesting. Interesting segue there, Lance, but I got to appreciate it. You are going to do it. Coming. I was waiting. I was going to do it. I was going to try to make it like an organic beluga lentils transition. You were like, we ate a lot of food and side dishes. And I was like waiting for you to, to at least signal to me that we were going to do it. And I was just, it was like a, a, car that never came they're at the yellow light and everyone red or green we're doing side dishes i don't believe we've ever done this we have done top nine thanksgiving side dishes but never i believe maybe grazerbacks can call us out i don't think we've ever done the broad category of side dishes adam dunn it's not going to be a strikeout it's going to be a home run and i'll lead off hit a grand salami lance my number nine is cornbread. Jesse's making some sort of face where he's like not approving or disproving. He's like, I've had it as a side. Would I have it on my list? No. That's for a fool. But I'll, I'll tell you. Cornbread is, it soaks up, if you're having barbecue, soaks everything up. It's a, a carb, a starch. Get that starchness. You could have, if it's good cornbread, it could almost overshadow everything with how good it is. But if it's bad, it's fine. It's, it's just kind of the thing that's going to fill you up as you have the other more flavorful things. And I, I made cornbread. I talked about this July 4th back in, the, in another season when it was still the summer. I made cornbread and it was delicious. Cornbread. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Cornbread. It's a good number nine. I don't have it on my list. I just feel like it, it's great with barbecue, but it doesn't really – a good side dish to me is malleable and enhances all different kinds of, of dishes. Cornbread seems very specific. You what kind of criteria have, is that? You can't have – this is my criteria. <laughs> this is the Criterion channel. Cornbread, it's like you can't have it 
all the time. My, I have a number nine bread side dish that goes well with a lot of different dishes. Cornbread, it's like one, one once in a blue moon, maybe. I would say cornbread to me is like chopped liver. My number eight is crispy Brussels sprouts. Now you're back. I've seen this on a lot of menus lately. And you chop them in half, maybe in quarters. You put them, I guess, over the the grill or, or wherever you cook, stove. You crisp them. And they're, they're crunchy. They're delightful. They kind of are like falling off the brussel. They feel healthy, even though who knows how healthy they are at a lot of these places. And it, as according to your criteria, they're malleable. They could work in a lot of different situations. Back on track. It's a great one. Cocoa Crispy Brussels Sprouts. Brussels Crow. I have Brussels Sprouts lower down on my list. Surprise is only number eight for you. I think Brussels Sprouts are, are here to stay. I feel like they can't have like a... They were kind of like a hipster side dish. They had kind of a phase, but they've stuck around. All different kinds of styles, buffalo sprouts, sprouts with raisins. You can mix them up. They're, like you said, malleable. Great side dish. I remember in, when we were growing up, Brussels sprouts were a punchline. They were a joke. They were like the gross vegetable. Right. They've really gotten DJ Jazzy Jeff. They've, they've fully, fully blown. They've got a makeover. They've gone, they've gone on Queer Eye. For the straight guy. A couple of guys like us. Oh, I can't. Uh, I wanted to X you out of the window, but it didn't let me. That's, I mean. I, my yeah. number seven. What am I, chopped liver? Is potato salad. Oh, my. See? <laughs> I knew you'd hate this, but this is fair and balanced. Fox News. I can't not have potato salad on this list. I feel like I'm being generous having it only number seven. I had it this weekend, as I previewed before, with my Reuben. They asked me at the diner, they said, do you want fries or potato salad? And I said, you know what? Potato salad. Jesse is hard. <laughs> uh, it's just potatoes. Potatoes are a great side dish, and this isn't my only potato side dish. But they're there to clean up any disappointment you might have had in the meal, especially at these restaurants where it's like, okay, maybe you order a Reuben, but maybe it's like, because corned beef is expensive, maybe it's not that much of a Reuben and you're still hungry. Potato salad says, don't worry, I got this. It's, I don't know what your problem is with potato salad, to be honest. It's, it's, is it the best thing in the world? No, but it always does the job. If it's, the temperature is right, it is actually incredible. And you could have it in a lot of different situations. It's atrocious. It's, it's honestly an embarrassment to this podcast of what we represent. You know, we're a couple of comedy chefs and I don't know. I think you should be ashamed of yourself. I think this, this is one of those, I understand kind of you, you're trying to provoke me, but you picking potato salad over fries. I can only imagine what's running through that waiter's mind. This, this lunatic just chose potato, potatoes. We don't even I'll, have potato salad. We I'll, just offer um, that to, to give more options. I'll, I'll actually backtrack a little bit. On the menu, it says it comes with potato salad. And then the waiter asks, do you want fries or potato salad? Knowing there's people like you who don't want the potato salad. Knowing that the but, majority of people probably come in and like, is there any way that I could not get the potato salad? He's probably like, just so you know, I know it says in the menu, but you don't have to have the potato salad. But why, does it say, why does it say it on the menu, though? Because the owner of the restaurant probably is a lunatic just like you and thinks everybody likes potato salad, but nobody does. And the waiter knows everyone wants fries. But he asked you and he was like, I'm, the, I'm another lunatic. 
I'm going to do a vote. Uh, if you could do a vote option on the discord, who likes potato salad? You're yeah. not most there. I'd say out of the population, 20% are, are, are people like you. I think probably 60% of people are neutral and like would have it, but aren't going to go out of their way to get it. Who and then another 20%. Fries. fries I didn't want fries. Fries. Also Kate got fries. So why do we, we need two fries? I had some perfect enough fries. We had enough fries. Kate made the right decision not getting potato salad. That's a great Paris didn't come with potato salad. She got she got a chicken salad, I think. My number nine side dishes. The far superior bread side dish to cornbread. Lance, it's garlic bread. Gosh, diggity dang, Lance. You gotta love a good garlic bread. Make it homemade, make it frozen, get it from a restaurant, have it with a side of spaghetti and meatballs, dip it in the sauce, build a sandwich with that garlic bread. Maybe dip it in different things, soup up that sauce. I love a good crispy garlic bread. It's good on its own. Take a couple bites of it. Good with everything else. Malleable, strong, delicious garlic bread. Number nine. Garlic bread is undeniably good. I don't really consider it a side. I don't really consider most breads a side. Like if you're getting a basket of bread, that's not a side. That's just the basket of bread. If you can have it as a side, but as you said, you could like make a sandwich with it. That's not a side anymore. It's not like I would argue that it's primary utilization is not like if you were to play it as a position in a baseball lineup, sure. You might play it as a side sometimes, but not, it's not like solely a side. That's the definition of a great side. It can do anything. It's a utility player. It comes in. It'll, it'll plug any hole you want. No. Cornbread. Cornbread's got one utility. It's a side. It's one. It's only, it's only got one use. Yeah, we have cornbread. What, what, I guess we, I guess what, we have to have barbecue. What, what subject is this? Top nine sides. But the, the quality of a good side means it, it can it can go all around. If the quality of a good side means it's not a side, then that we're doing a different list. It could Top be nine sides that are better than being a side. Some sides are different. Garlic some, bread some, is too good for it, it. Thinks it's better than being a side. Do you want do you like hanging around people who think they're better than sometimes? The sometimes you have to have there? that mentality. Sometimes, in order to be that great, you got to think you're that great. And garlic bread knows its value. Cornbread, it's like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll be here once in a while. You can't have me that often. If garlic bread shows up, I'm happy to see it. Cornbread is like, oh, cornbread's coming around again. I guess we'll, I guess we'll, I'll try it. If garlic bread shows up, I'm not gonna smell its breath. You're a vampire. Suck my blood, Lance. There will be blood after this one. My number eight, it's corn. Oh. <laughs> no, Take away the bread and just give me straight up corn. The band with a K. Corn, it's in season right now. I'd had some great corn over the weekend. I'll have it on the cob, Randall Cobb. I'll have it off the cob. I think my prefer it to be off the cob. I find it very luxurious when you get a side of corn and it's just like a platter of corn kernels. Again, it's diverse. You could have it. It complements other veggies. You could have like that paired with other, you know, mushrooms or, or broccoli. But corn on its own is when it's in season, light and fresh, goes well with so many dishes. Throw it, throw it in your face. I'm gonna throw it at my gullet. Number eight, corn. That's a good one. I'm not gonna deny it. Thank you. I prefer corn on the cob to not Probably corn. Not. The only reason is because I have to pace myself a little bit more. And normal corn, I feel like I just scoop up That's like in two bites and then I'm done. That's and then 
the, so the, good. Yeah, the but yeah, the corn that you have now in the cob, you can put more stuff in it. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. feel like, it, and it's also going to be better. So, and corn on the cob to me just reminds me of like a fun time. Sure. It's like you're sure. eating outside, probably. Right. Family it's probably time. Jesse's favorite season, the summer. Exactly. And you put that butter on it, and you watch it melt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you have elote. Sure. Delicious. You, you dress it up. Yeah. Love That's it. a good one. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock it. I mean, I, I, I have legitimate, uh, I have the proper amount of subjectivity, I would say, as opposed to other people. I appreciate that. If corn got into a box room with potato salad, it would be a TKO in the first ten seconds. I feel like corn might get squashed by potato salad. Salad's out of shape. It hasn't been training at all. Corn yeah, it would, just, it would just, it would just fall on it, and then the kernels would would splatter everywhere. Corn's too does sweet. not have corn's a kernel of strength. <clears throat> You're not going to like my number seven, Lance. I know it's going to be controversial. It might cause an uproar. To me, it's a side dish because I don't have it as a main dish anymore. My number seven, Lance, it's meatballs. Now, as we grew older, we're not having spaghetti meatballs anymore, Lance. I think meatballs is a perfect side dish. You get it as a complimentary. Maybe we'll get meatballs for the table. Everyone will get a little bite. We'll split up the meatballs into fours. Everyone gets a little bite of the ball. No one needs a full meatball these days. What are we? savages you get a side of meatballs for the table a perfect little scrumptious little bite that everyone can nosh on i think it's it's one of the best side dishes that's not considered a side dish number seven meatballs i see where i see where you're going here to me i view it more if you're gonna have it not as a main dish thing more as an appetizer Mm. they have like a lot of these popette Mm. popette popette those mini balls I see where you're going, but I just don't. This is not the classification that I had in mind. So, yeah, meatballs are good, but like then we're extending sides to any food possible. But I can show you many menus that have meatballs at the side. I know, but you're not, if you're getting meatballs as a side, what are you getting for your main dish? It's usually we're sharing like a, a, kernel, a kernel of corn. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're sharing a lot of things, and it's not really a side, it's more of a, a tapa, which I would not say is a side. A side is something that is complements the main dish. But it could also be if everyone's getting if everyone's getting different things, like their own dishes that are for Andres, but you've heard that this place has great meatballs. You're like, you know, we gotta get meatballs to the table. We'll get a side of meatballs. We can all at least try it. You no, know, it's possible. Not, balls. It's possible. I'm not saying it's it's impossibility, but I think your situation you're you're describing is so specific and uncommon relative to the restaurant eating know. experiences. I think it's more common. It's less common these days that adults are ordering meatballs just for themselves, going around the table. What are you gonna have? All of the meatballs. What are you nine years old? We'll get a. Don't worry. You'll try a meatball. We'll get a side for the table. Alec Baldwin probably got. 12 meatballs. That guy's a meatball. That guy's a meathead. My number six is yeah. mac and cheese. Yeah, that's a good one. Mac and cheese is good. I only have it as number six because I think that as in your criteria, sometimes it becomes the main dish and it kind of overpowers. I think lobster mac and cheese is ridiculous. I don't know who came up with that, but three lobster, three uh, tiny slice of lobster claws and mac and cheese and it's also disguising the lobster. It's a scam, Newton. Do not do not get that one. But I like the mac and cheese as a side when it's like kind of baked, so you get that like the breadcrumbs on the top. I think that's a good 
mac and cheese side, but no one dislikes mac and cheese. The only reason you don't order it is because it might be a little too heavy for the situation or you know that it's a little dangerous because you might have too much. But yeah, mac and cheese. Yeah, it's a good one. Mac and cheese is always solid. I do, I will say this. I feel like it has a higher risk of being disappointing. You always, whenever I order it, you get it for the table. Everyone's so excited where we're getting mac and cheese, we're really indulging. Sometimes it doesn't live up to the hype, especially how like unhealthy it is. And like sometimes how, how great it looks. Sometimes it's like, oh, this isn't that great. Yeah, no, I definitely think some people are like, yeah, the mac and cheese is not that healthy. So let's order the meatballs. Meatballs, I would say, has a higher, no, higher sometimes, payoff. Yeah, sometimes mac and cheese are dried out. They remind me of like bad scrambled eggs. This, this seems like an attack on everything I stand for. Dry. It's not scrambled eggs when they're well done aren't dry. They're crispy. I'd say crispiness has a dry element to it. No, <laughs> no alcohol. It's dry. My number five. I don't know how you're going to feel about this. You might hate it. You might love it. I really do not know. Number Based body. on your reaction to cornbread, I think you're not going to like it. But who knows the whims of the artisan? I, I really don't. It's barbecue baked beans. Oh, I'm not a beanie baby guy. I'm not a beans man. I, uh, I don't even know. I don't think I ever had a barbecue. You, if you had them, you would like them. I have this because I used to live across the street from Mighty Quinn's. The probably maybe the most like well-known barbecue chain in New York City. It's very solid. I think a lot of people seem to like it. I feel like you like it. I love it. They have a side barbecue baked beans and it's just beans baked, I guess, in whatever their barbecue sauces they have. There's sometimes there's like burnt ends, like within mm. the baked beans. Mm. And even if you're not a beans person, this was actually maybe like the dish that turned me on to beans. I was never really that much of a, uh, you know, a bean fanatic, but Mr. Bean, the go. kids, the kids guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But this dish really changed the game for me. And I started to realize and appreciate the complexity and just richness of beans. And I think this might be the finest form. This dish was so good. This violates my standing a little bit, but you could get like this gigantic cup of them for like $6. And I would have it for lunch often because it was filling and it was enough food and I don't think it was particularly healthy. I mean, beans are pretty healthy for you, but I don't think this preparation is, but very, very good. I'm not going to be mean about beans because I haven't given them that big of a shot. But more, I like more of like a, like a black bean sauce, like in a Chinese dish. Beans on by themselves to me, it's just like, what are you, you trying to fart? You're trying to poop your pants? Beans are nice when you add, like you kept saying that like you're adding burnt ends and you add things to it, but on its own, like a barbecue sauce. It's got like onions in it. Yeah, it's got a lot sounds, of stuff in it. That sounds nice. Yeah. But just straight up barbecue black beans. It's not, they're, they're like uh, pinto beans more. This is, this is one of your top nine sides. Number five. You, if you had it, you would also feel this way. That's why I'm confident that this is fine. All right, I'll give it a shot. My number four, I know you'll like this. It's fried calamari. Come on, now we're cooking with gas. Whoa, as a side dish, fried calamari? And you're coming after my meatballs? I, I mean, I respect it. 
You had a fried calamari as a side dish after you come and lambast my meatball steak? I'll let you finish. Yeah, <laughs> it's a side dish. Calamari? You, you can technically order it as an appetizer, but I think it's I think it's more a side dish than an appetizer. That is one of that is highly untrue. I have never ordered a calamari as a side dish. It's an appetizer. <laughs> when has it ever been a side dish? Should I ask Kate? Sure. Let's have it let's have it litigate. <laughs> Would you, is calamari more of an appetizer or a side dish? She says it's an appetizer. Thank you. See, that's that's All a right. lawyer dropping I mean, down the gavel. Yeah, I mean the bagel's fresh, but <laughs> I fine. Okay, you want me to change it? No, no, no. Let it let it stand. I'll, I I respect it. I think that's a that's an amazing move. I'll get fried calamari as a. I don't I don't view it as a as an app. I have I've ordered it as an appetizer, but I view it, it on as. We did. You're right. But I view it as like your, I don't view it as like, like an appetizer more so like a caprese or a soup or a salad. Calamari, I think kind of really is borderline because it's, it's like too substantial. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think it's a good side. I I would, if it was on my roster, I would play it as a side instead of as an appetizer. All right. That's kind of like rigging the system a little bit, but I, I mean, I love calamari. If I, if I could substitute it, if you salad. want, what just left my number 10, if you rather I could do macaroni salad. I'd rather you keep calamari. Okay. You can't have macaroni salad and potato salad. That is insanity. Well, it's, it's, well, if you want to say it's not a legitimate pick, then I got to substitute my number 10. Chef, so chef's, your call. Chef's interpretation. I think I'll let it stand. Okay. It's an interesting take. Unique. That was number four. Indeed.com, the job site. I'll get a job. Hope you're hiring for my number six. This guy's always got a good resume. It's onion rings. Get a side of onion rings for the table. Get a side just for me. I go absolutely nutty for onion rings. I'm not sure if you've made it to the end of the Sopranos. There's no spoiler alert, but in the final scene, Tony gets to the diner first and he gets a plate of onion rings for the table. This sets aside just to get his cooking. Sounds like an appetizer. But it was more of a size. <laughs> he, he got it kind of like, you know what? This is a th- we haven't even ordered apples yet. I'm just getting a side of onion <laughs> rings just for us to kind of nosh on before. It makes no sense, but sure. It's like bread. It's like the bread for the table. It's like a, it's like a cornbread. It's just the, it's the onion rings. When they're homemade, when they're crispy, when they have a light battered outside, and more onion than batter on the outside. A crunch, unlike any other. I'm going nuts for onion rings. Blooming onion. It's not a bad one. I think you're going to get really mad about what I'm about to say. Give it to me clean. But I did not have fries on my list or onion rings because I just, they're, they're everywhere. They're ubiquitous. So I almost don't consider them a side because they're almost like, they're not as much of a side as they are a given within certain situations and yeah, they can be a side. You can get obviously a side of fries, but I feel like they're almost more like a compliment of like a burger and fries. Mm-hmm. Like they're so ensconced in like the culture of a lot of food in America that like they're, they're more than a side because they're always going to be around. So you're saying it's hack, so, which is fine. No, Sometimes I'm not, I'm have- not, I'm not saying it's hack. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that it's kind of like, this is not the best analogy, but it's kind of like if you were fifth graders playing basketball and an eighth grader played with you. 
it just it just is on a different i understand that on a different like plane because you're almost when you order right you have to order a side you have to say i'm going to order the chicken whatever with the side of brussels sprouts maybe it comes with brussels sprouts but who knows you know but like i feel like fries often come with the dish and that is the difference to me where you're not going out of your way to order it it happens to come with and a lot of sides do that right i mean all these sides can come with the thing you're ordering but i think that fries almost always are in, are in that situation so much more than the others where you might have to actively order it i'd agree with that i don't have just french fries on my list i think that's why i think onion rings onion rings are still kind of the same and system. i didn't yeah onion rings to me seemed a little too related so i didn't include them but i think yeah i think it's pretty rare that you find a lot of dishes or restaurants that offer onion rings that come with onion rings food. i feel like are on the decline i feel like they were yeah. like it was like a jordan and pippin situation when we were yeah. younger and now it's just like fries Absolutely. Sweet potato fries are maybe even like more than onion rings. Yeah, it's a great transition to my number five. It's sweet potato fries. I don't have French fries, but I got these sweet slants. Sweet potato fries. You were you were saying it's it's a given, but not many. You have to kind of, you to usually order sweet potato fries if they're not like the the given option. When they're crispy, when they're light, when they're fresh. They are malleable. They can go with many different sauces, like unique honey sauces, spicy sauces. Give me a ketchup. I'm going nuts for it. Sweet potato fries. Yeah, it's a good one. I would have had it if that criteria I just explained did not exist. But then if I could include sweet potato fries, I got to include waffle fries. I got to include shoestring fries. And then it just becomes a list about fries. There probably aren't nine different kinds of fries, but that'd be good. There are. I thought about, but it would be, there'd be like, we'd have the same list of just different variations. Yeah. It wouldn't be a good list. Schindler's list. My number four, you had it a little higher up. It's Brussels sprouts. Brussels crow. We talked about it. We went into a lot of different thoughts and, and ideas about Brussels sprouts. They can be, my favorite version these days is Buffalo Brussels. I think with some blue cheese on top, a spicy Brussels sprout. Great alternative to getting a fried chicken wing. It, it, it gets you that buffalo uh, craving. Sprouts. I'm going nuts for it. All right. All right. My number three is creamed spinach. Give me that cream. Giggles. It's, it's spinach, but it's somehow not that healthy because of all the other stuff in it. It reminds me of a steakhouse. It is always delicious. I don't think I've had a version that isn't good. It's all like wet. <laughs> and like, Ooh, if you like squeezed naughty. it, it would be like all the juices would come out. But it does a job of a side dish where it's a vegetable, but it is going to fill you up at the same time, which I think is hard to do. And I respect that. I'm going to hold off. I got, I got cream spinach in my, my top three as well. My number two is curry cauliflower. This is something that Kate makes often as a side dish in our house. And it's delicious. She, I actually don't exactly know how she makes it, but I think she just cauliflower, a bunch of spices, puts it in the oven. It's kind of crispy, a little bit like, like slightly burnt. 
Mm. And then she often makes a, it's spicy. So she often makes like a yogurt sauce Oh yeah, to dip it in. And it's incredible. And I love it when she makes it for dinner. Sometimes there's leftover and I'll have it for breakfast. You could have it cold. You could have it hot. It's versatile. It's very good. And it's my number two. I love cauliflower. It's probably going to be my number 10. Didn't make the list. Willie cauliflower stein. It's, it's a great veggie. Many people say that my hair resembles cauliflower. It's just, it's nutritious. It's unique. It's something out of the, it's, it's not a broccoli. You know, it's not a, uh, a sprout. It's cauliflower. It's unique to itself. It's got a nice bite to it. it it's great roasted. Fantastic. And my number one, I think you'll like this. It's potatoes au gratin. Wow. You're number one. Interesting. It's just really good. I think it's when it's done right, it's one of the best dishes out there. It's creamy. Then you got that top layer of like the crispy burnt cheese. Potatoes are nice and thin. I, as I said, my criteria for a side dish is really something that's going to, it's going to clean up. It's going to make sure that, okay, the main dish wasn't everything you hoped for. The main dish felt a little bit weak. The side dish has to deliver. The side dish, I don't, I'm not looking for anything super creative. I'm looking for something, I'm looking for meat and potatoes. And I'm not really looking for meat because meat is the main dish. And I'm looking for potatoes, but not in the form of fries because of the criteria I described before. So I'm looking for potatoes au gratin. I, I haven't had it enough. Whenever I have it, it's pretty good. But I never went on my way to get it. I feel there's always other options that I prefer over potatoes au gratin. But it's good. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I can't knock it. But based on that criteria, you're saying you want the side dish to you know, pick you up if the main dish isn't having a good, a good day. So how are you going to have potato salad? Potato salad's not picking up anybody. It's potato so salad, consistent. Potato salad is dragging its feet. Stop bringing this back to potato salad. You don't like it. That's fine. But you're in the minority here, which is okay. This is not a common opinion. But you're just, you had this criteria that you want your side dish to be just, you know, Mr. Consistent, somebody you can lean on. You can't, if you lean on potato salad, you're going to fall right into it. You're going to fall into a thing of mush. Great. I'll sleep in it. Just like the pickle. You might get coleslaw. spoiled. Oh. You want me to include coleslaw? Please don't. If you had coleslaw, I, would, I wouldn't be here right now. But potatoes are gratin. I think this is a very, I thought I was very considerate and not making you go crazy. I easily could have had coleslaw, easily could have had macaroni salad. It would have, would have been a knock on you. It would have just revealed just kind of what, what kind of person you are. If you had coleslaw as a top nine side dish, I wouldn't be surprised if Kate maybe called it, called it off. Maybe, maybe Kate just ended things. Sure. All right. My number three, top nine side dishes, Lance. It's Ash Brown's. You got to love a hash brown. I'm surprised you don't have. You're a big corned beef hash guy. I'm talking straight up hash browns. Not really the diner style. I'm talking steakhouse hash browns. Though, at a diner, they're amazing as well. The perfect, similar to the potatoes au gratin, it's got the similar crispy outside, soft, light inside. At, an, at Keen Steakhouse, amazing steakhouse in the city, they have a hash brown. It's like a big circle. It's like one flat hash brown that you can d- divide into different pieces. And it's like a flaky, not flaky. It's more like a potato pancake, crispy outside, soft inside, great with steak sauces, great with other dishes. You dip it in other things. Hash browns. I think of hash browns more as like a breakfast 
compliment. It's like kind of a side, but you, it's like, yeah, I didn't include breakfast in this. I don't know why, but I just did not. And hash browns are really good, but that's why it's not in mine. I would say a compliment. It's kind of like a side dish. It compliments the other things. You can have it as a side, but I never, I never personally order it as a side. I order it when it comes with the diner dish. That's the only time I ever really get hash browns. Right. But it's like a side to an omelet. Yeah, but I it's coming with the I'm I'm thinking about sides of things I have to order separately. That's fair. Under the menu item that says sides. That's what I think sides are. When it says sides, and then there's a bunch of things listed below. I'm gonna be your side piece soon if 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 things don't go right. I'm talking at a steakhouse, they usually have hash browns. I know, I know what you're saying. That's not the hash browns I was thinking of per se, the fancy restaurant. Jamal Hashburn. Let's hash it out. My number two, side dishes, broccoli rob, Gronkowski. I love broccoli rob. I think meets the criteria for both of us. I think it stands up on its own. It's got its own unique taste. I love the bitterness. I love the garlicness. I love the oiliness. I could have it. I could just have a plate of broccoli rob by itself. But if there's a, if I can get a side of broccoli rob, I'm almost more excited for the rob than for the main dish. I'm like, I'm I'm having a little bites of the main and then going after the rob. It's got a the, the leafy outside. It sometimes got the stalk. I'm stalking broccoli rob wherever it goes. Number two. Bro- you're a broccoli rob stalky. <laughs> Bingo. I sure am. <laughs> if people knew Rob Stalky was, that would be like a golden reference, but it's perfect for me. That, that's strong. Golden grams. It's really that's a really good one. I didn't think of broccoli rob as a side, but it certainly is a side. In many cases, it would be on my list if I had thought of it. It's a, it's a good one. It's it's one of the top vegetables. I did a top nine vegetable with yeah. Nick Alex. What a terrible move having him as a guest host Not great. in early iterations of Raised Bits. I think Broccoli Rob was my number two, if I recall. Sure. Strong. Strong side dish. And also, like it's got a very low... It's got a high ceiling, but also like you don't really have Rock Rob and like, oh, that was bad. Rock Rob is so no. good on its own. If you dress it up, it's great. But Rock Rob by itself, you're never having bad, bad Rob. It's, it's rare. Medium rare. And my number one, it was your number three. It's my number one on my list. It's cream spinach. The best side of all time. It's, it was great when I was a little kid. It's, it's great now. I feel like I respect it now more. It's one of those things where like I've been having it all my life. But I just now be like found like a new appreciation for it because I feel like no one makes homemade cream spinach. You get it at a steakhouse, you get it at a nice restaurant, and you kind of take it for granted. But no one's making cream spinach at home. I feel like there's frozen cream spinach you get from like TGI Fridays. You can microwave it, but no one is making homemade cream spinach. At least I've never had it. It's a special delicacy. It's the best side of all time. I got two things to that. Please. Uh, number one. You said, like, as a kid, you liked it? Sure did. I think that's a really good point. I think it's for kids. Spinach is also often kind of framed as this gross vegetable. Right. At least when we were growing up. But cream spinach is probably the best introduction to spinach. Yeah. Entry level. Spinach. Yes. Yeah. Spinach it's, 101. It's working late hours, and it's not paid super well, but it's going to advance. Definitely. In the old, old economy. This economy, it'll get fired. But what can you do? It's got a good work ethic. I think it'll hang around. It's a, and it's, it's consistent. 
the, the best cream spinach is amazing, but also similar Rob. It's I think it's going to have to take its skills to start like a lot of different businesses and somehow get by. Cream spinach is not going to sit on Santa's lap and ask for a gift. Cream that, spinach is going out there and getting, earning its gifts. That's true. And then number two, you've never seen anyone make cream spinach. You know the comedian RDP? Remember him? <laughs> yeah, sure did. You should check out his Instagram or YouTube. He cooks food and he made cream spinach one time. I watched it. Did it look, did it look appetizing? Because I could also see it being like looking like a milky spinach. Yeah, it looked good. I really don't remember now, but I was like, oh, cream spinach. And it made me want cream spinach. Okay. All right. I'll check it out. I've watched some of his videos. He's, 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 uh, he's, he's going after it. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Those are top nine. Overall, good top nine. I'm Overall. glad you had macaroni salad in there. I, I was very close. Let's see if Phil has macaroni salad. I kind of hope he does, but we'll find out. Happy New Year, Phil. Phil Jackson, who predicts Jesse's predictions. In case people don't know, sometimes also, we got new Brazerbacks. Sure. Also famed NBA coach, Zen master. I need Wisconsin. not remind you all. I need not remind you all that what our sweet footed artisan is far from a snack, miles from a side and light years from an appetizer. Wow. Jay Iggs. Wow. Or Jigs. Either way. Jay Iggs is truly a full meal. Oh my God. Snack on me. And what's me a, and what's a decadent entree without a few hardworking sides propping it up to dominate? Great call. Gotta add good sides. What would Jordan be without those hard hitting sides like Steve Kerr or Ron Harper? Huge. Wow. Phil Jackson bringing out the old role players. Good one, Phil. One simply cannot swish and dish without a few sides to hold Moving everything group. together. <laughs> Chop me up, add some milk, and mash me, because I know Jesse needs his mashed-up triangle offense potatoes with a ribeye steak. He's ripping me there. I wish I, I, keep me honest, Phil. Keep me honest. That's fair. Mashed with potatoes, that, I was very glad that you don't have on your list. I think that, that shows just how you've advanced as a person. So mashed. Without any further ado... Here are the role players helping our pal dominate at the table. Bang. What an intro. Creamed spinach. Numero uno, Phil, coming in hot, ready or not, brace bits. Hash browns. No! Back to back, belly to belly, Phil. Rosh Hashanah, he's killing it. Wedge salad. Ooh, wedge salad as a side, Phil. Not sure what you were thinking with that one. I understand we're, we're talking steakhouse. But what salad is an appetizer, my friend? Side of bacon. Ooh, now we're back on track. <laughs> I, I didn't have it. I like it. It's along the same lines as meatballs. Side of bacon. That's a grown man's move. I feel like if someone said that at a table, you would like love the idea. You'd be 100%. like, that's that's innovative. I'm in for that. Definitely. Mac and cheese. I respect it. I respect the hustle. I'm not a huge mac and cheese fan. I find it could be disappointing. Bonus latkes. Ooh, Phil's showing his Jewish heritage there. I didn't think about latkes. I did. I thought latkes could be more of a main. It's like, yeah. you know, but latkes are obviously great. Yeah, great call. Kate comes in with some phenomenal LPPs. Hope you had a great weekend. I sure did. Great Glaber Day weekend. Here's some top nine side dishes. Sweet potato fries. 
Curry cauliflower. Hey. Back on track. Sauteed zucchini slash squash. Yeah. 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 He's not going to squash that one. Mexican street corn slash elote. Yeah. I, that was like my, uh, it was, it was in the, the conversation. I don't have elote enough. And then corn, as we were talking about, it's, it's good, but I just, I just didn't have it. This next one, I'm very surprised you didn't have rice and beans. Thought about it, but it's a food pairing. You can have a food pairing as a side. I I went with the barbecue baked beans instead. That's fair. What was rice and beans on like one of your early? Remember our rice? food combinations: it's like grilled uh, cheese and tomato right, soup. Right, right. Another an awful take. Raw roasted potatoes. <laughs> Roasted potatoes, good. I had gratin. Rice with herbs. Yeah, I almost, I don't know if I view it as a side as much as like a part of a dish. Mm-hmm. Swiss chard. I almost had Swiss chard. We get Swiss chard a lot from the farmer's market. I actually had it yesterday. I made it with a pasta. Highly underrated Swiss chard. It is, it is highly underrated. Yeah, I view these as almost like these are like vegetable. A lot of these vegetables are things we have like with a meal, and like they're technically side dishes in our meals that we eat at home a lot. But I, th- my thought process for the sides was like things you order at a restaurant under sides. You couldn't really catch them all with Swiss Charizard. Close. Swiss Chardvark. Then finally, sauteed mushrooms. I almost had mushrooms. I almost had that too. Love, love a mushroom, but I feel like Brussels sprouts is gone. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's gone. It's elevated as a side. Yeah. All Any right. New air predictors. Kate and Phil coming in hot in a new Jewish year. Some great predictions. All right. All right. Subscribe to the Patreon. Get involved in the Discord. Yeah. I echo when, that. You want to get into some quabs? Let's do it. Question what best. This is our segment where we say if things are questionable at best mine is mine is like a five out of 10 QAB this week. What do you got? I would say mine's like a 7.5 out of 10. All right. I'll go first then. Okay. I went to a wedding this weekend. It was a, a very nice wedding. Uh, family friend, actually the plum who I've talked about in the pod, the plum sister Mom's and Mom's. long Island cocktail hour was phenomenal. It was one of the best cocktail hours I've been to. And they had a Coney Island station. It was wow. hot dogs. Kanish, wow. uh, carving station with pastrami and roast beef. No way. And there's something else in that station. Hot dog Kanish. There's something else. I'll, I'll think of it, but it, it was great. Uh, cocktail hour was over. I was really sad. I ate like everything. Uh, they had, the Italian station had had meatballs. Great side. Eggplant rollatini. Nice. Ravioli. They had like a Mediterranean. It was just, it was great. Anyway, so we get to our, our seats in the reception. Is that what they call it? Yes. Yeah. So our table, there was a, we all sit down. Then a couple who's, how do I just, I like them as, as people. They're not like the object of this at all. Um, the Plum's wife's sister and her fiance. So they're like kind of associated with the family. They don't like really want to make a fuss about anything basically. So what happens is it turns out there's one 
table, one uh, table setting missing at our table. That's a big deal. So they get up. Yeah. I mean, the issue with like weddings now, I think like, it seems like a lot of people canceled last minute, which I remember from our wedding, like we had to rearrange the tables like a few times when people canceled. So and I can were, imagine there was, open, there was some open seats at your wedding. You were, you were able to extend some extra last second. Cause, he, Cause you, cause you didn't come. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. I, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Anyway. So there was just one, there was a missing seat. So this guy will call him AJ Soprano. AJ. He, he was just like standing and I, I can were, tell. Were, they, were the seats assigned or is it like you knew a table? Sit they told was. us table. We were at table nine. They said table nine. And he was just standing there. And I could tell based on the fact that it's like, it's kind of family. He did. He was, he was not going to make a big deal. He did not want to like ruffle he was, feathers. He did not want to signal to especially like the bride and groom or anyone in the family that there was an issue. There was no Very chair clear. either for him? No. Oh, so it was just like a missing, missing place setting entirely. That's so, so I decided to take charge. No one in the, no one in the table appears to care or take charge. And I could tell that AJ Soprano does not want to make a scene. So, so I find someone who works there. I tell him and he's like, Oh, there's a table. Well, he's like, all right, we'll get on it. Say like at least 10 minutes fast. Nobody comes, nothing happens. He's still standing here. I'm getting like nervous about it. I'm just like, this is like, we can't have this. Like he needs to sit. So I kind of do another lap to walk around. Can't find anyone. I decide to, I see at table next to us, there's two open seats. So I ask them, I say, Hey, is anybody sitting here? And they said, no, no one's come. And this is probably like 15 minutes since like everyone's come in. So I feel like at that point, you kind of know if no one's put anything down 15 minutes. So she says, no. And I asked, do you mind if I just take one of these? I point to AJ Sprano. I said, we're missing. And he says, sure, no problem. No problem at all. Sit down. Probably like 20 minutes later, this old couple comes to that table and just makes a gigantic scene. They're like, and then the woman, I guess, sold us out. They're like, he took it and pointed, but pointed not to me, but to AJ Sprano. And AJ just did not say anything. He was like, oh, and he, I, I, I got that. And then someone, finally, someone from the venue came and was like, put, gave him a table and was like, to our table, like, don't steal any more chairs. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to like, I wanted someone to, to point to me because I, number one, I did not want to make a big scene at this wedding. But to me, I'm like, my conscience is clear. I asked the venue. They said they were doing something. No one did anything. I asked this woman. She gave me permission. You can't, you gotta, you gotta take care of your own. I was taking care of my table. You were Tony. You were, you were AJ's father. You, 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 AJ couldn't stand up for himself. He, he, he could, he's very capable. I could tell he just didn't want to, he didn't want to be that guy. And I said, I got, I could be, I could be that guy at this way. You were that guy, Fieri. And you, you almost whacked a couple old people. They, 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 those people need to sit down quick. They were, they, the man was furious. There's, there should be furious a- Junta. Too fast, too furious. Who's furious, Junta? Furio. Ah, uh, Furio. <laughs> AJ Sprint, you know, you know where Huge. I was going. I get it. That's good. Good on you for being proactive about it. There should be a roamer at these weddings, making sure like, all the tables are okay. I'm surprised that that situation wasn't handled more quickly. 
a manual. And that was better than a five quad. I'll give that a 5.5. Okay. It wasn't like, like, there's no, like, is this, I, like, the morality of it, I'm, there, there's no kind of open-endedness to it, is, is what I would. I could feel, I could feel that feeling of knowing that AJ's not going to do anything. He's just standing there. That is an awkward. It, stre- it was stressing me out and no one else was doing anything. I and like, that. we have to, we have to resolve this. Nothing's going to happen yeah. if you're standing there. That's tough. Yeah. My quab, it'd be interesting to see what you feel about it. I'm sure you never do this, but I like Starbucks. I don't want to go there every day, but I go to Starbucks a fair amount. I use the mobile app. I'm a mobile orderer. There's a Starbucks right by my train station in Astoria, so I'll order ahead of time. By the time I get there, it's ready for me. I, I scoop it up, go to the train, go about my errands. This past week, I did the same thing. I ordered up my, my cold brew a couple minutes before I head over. I head over, I go by. It's not ready yet. Sometimes they're a little busy. I can tell they're a little swamped. So I don't see my drink waiting, so I, I, I stand back. Sitting at Starbucks is a person in Astoria who I see often goes to QED. He's like a regular QED. He's not a comedian, but he goes to a lot of the shows and he's, he starts chatting me up. He starts, you know, asking me questions, starts, we're, we're just talking. A couple minutes goes by, four minutes goes by. I'm like, oh, this is, this is fine. I'm talking to this guy. I go over to check on the order. Still not there. Go back, start still talking with the, this Astoria local. He, this story guy drops this line on me, which I haven't stopped thinking about. He goes, you know what? I don't know if this is a compliment or, or not, but you're the, they're the Dave Matthews band of comedy. No idea what that means. I think he's calling <laughs> me an idiot. I'm not really sure. I, I still have not really. So I have this thrown on to me. Meanwhile, in the back of my head, I'm like, I just, I, I want to get out of here. I, I, I'm, I doubt this guy's listening, but he's starting to drone on a little bit. He's telling me about how he's recently unemployed and he's a lawyer, and he's he, people think he's too aggressive. Yeah, he was being a little aggressive with me at this point, telling me I'm Dave Matthews fan of comedy. What is it? And then he says, I don't know if this is a compliment or not. It's clear if it was a compliment, you would say it was a compliment. Ten minutes goes by now, and I, I'm like, I mean, sorry to interrupt you because he's just going on. I'm like, I need to go check on my my order. So I, I hate doing this, but I, I go to the barista and being like, sorry to interrupt you, but is a mobile order for Jesse coming up? And she goes, oh, sorry, our mobile system is down. So I've been staying there for like 12 minutes. My mobile order hasn't even gone through. And I've been taking a verbal lashing from this Astoria local. I walk out of there empty-handed. I, I can't, there's a long line of people ordering drinks. I get no drink and I've walked out of there a broken man. More than QAB. Terrible. QAB, QED. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? I, Dave Matthews. Yeah, that, that's the one that would that would riddle me. I mean, it seems like Dave Matthews is very successful. And there's a lot of people who like Dave Matthews. There's a lot of negative stereotypes. There's a lot of like, negativity. Just yeah. for the fans that like yeah. him. It's not so, nice. So I don't, it's a very bizarre thing to say. Yeah. And the way he presented it too. It's like, you know, I don't know if this is a comp. Like, what do you think? You should have, you should have, when he said it, you should have said, where are you going? <laughs> I'll tell you where I was going. I'm trying to get out of there. And I had no out because I like, he knew so that the mobile order. Was. That I think is QAB. The mobile ordering, I have zero sympathy for. You brought it on yourself by engaging in the farce that is mobile ordering. I, saw, I knew you were going to go after that. <laughs> Did they have to have some kind of system to tell you? No, they don't. 
because mobile ordering is circumventing the daily processes and rhythms of life under the convenience or under the guise of convenience. Of course, it creates a situation where it can be inconvenient. Also, you're by giving into the mobile app dogma, you're really destroying slowly the, the rhythms of, of life that make, make it enjoyable. Going to Starbucks, what, interacting with someone, placing your order. The mobile app is a slippery slope to a robot handing you your drink. It becomes a transaction rather than an experience. If you want purely a transaction, do the mobile app. If you want your life to be enhanced or sometimes kind of have a blemish, but just kind of the unpredictability of experience, you're not going to do the mobile app. It's on you. And that's it. I think I want my coffee to be a transaction. I'm buying coffee. Give it to me. And if it could be quicker and more convenient. All right. And that's what you want. You want soulless interactions. That's fine. For the most part, when I'm getting my coffee, don't talk to me until I've got my coffee. What am I, chopped liver? I, I do like the process of things and I'm trying to enjoy the journey and the adventure. But I, if I, I need my coffee, I, I'll take it the quickest, fastest way into my veins. Shoot me up. You might as well just take one of those like coffee chewables and why even get a cup of coffee if that's, if that's the philosophy? I'll chew on some coffee. Chew on that? Chewy bar. Chewbacca. Episode 93, Lance. I think it was tasty. Let's bring in the closer. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Let's shut it down, brace me. Hell yeah. Right. Yeah. Got in the plug? I got my recording on September 26th. Come. Tickets are being sold, but there's still some left. If you'd like to come, go to my Instagram profile at Lance Comedy. There's a link there. And it's going to be a good time. Jesse's going to be on the show as well. So you can see both comedy artisans in actual one comedy artisan and one sous chef in action. I'm, I'll be the appetizer in this situation. For the kitchen. This, is, this is true. Get the, those people warmed up for the main dish. This is true. This is us. Yeah. Go to that show and also go a few days later. If you're not sick of me, sick of fans, come to Giggles and Cream <laughs> Thursday, September 30th at the Comedy Shop, 745. It is Giggles and Cream. It's our 50th show. It's the Coneback show. We're creaming. We're, we're coning back. David Cone. First show back since last year. We've got a hot lineup giving away free ice cream after the show. Because I'm Oprah. That'll be exciting. I wonder if Seidel will come. I would love for him to come. I would love it. $15 at the door for Seidel. $10 online. All right. Yeah, that's it. All right. Peace.